Hey there, welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. This is Alana Terry, and I am sharing with you a discussion that I had with my good friend, Becky Kopitsky, who runs the Inspired Business podcast. And together, she and I have put a resource together for you, and it is called Praying for Your Business. So this is primarily for Christian women who own a business to be praying about the different facets of your business. In this specific episode that I'm going to share with you, Becky and I are talking about prayers for your business, but you are welcome to join us for this discussion. Even if you're not in business, some of the things that are going to be applicable to any Christian women are the guilt that we feel for praying for the things that are on my our minds, uh, praying for your finances. How do we do that? And is it okay to do that? How do we remain centered on others when we pray and still be honoring how we are feeling and be authentic with God about our own hurts and disappointments? So I encourage you to join us for today's episode. And if you are interested in the praying for your business video resource that becky and i put together you can get that on sale at the inspired business uh, website and you can go to the inspired slash pray we'll also throw that in the show notes for you and in the meantime i hope that you enjoy listening to my discussion with becky on how christian women can be praying for their businesses specifically and the things that are on their hearts in general. Okay, Alana, let's talk about inviting God into your business. First of all, why as Christian business owners, can we not separate the idea of our faith from the idea of our business? Why are those two things really inseparable for the believer? Yeah, well, I think they absolutely should be inseparable, but I feel like we have some hangups. Um, I think the hangups that make it hard for us to pray for our business is we're, we're taught to be other focused in our prayers, which I think is super important. I think it's very important that we're interceding for others, but especially as women, I think that that makes it harder for us to be competent praying for the things that are on our hearts, right? Like think of all of our conditioning as moms, we're giving and giving and giving and giving. So to pray for something like my business, well, that feels kind of selfish, right? And then we also have fears about maybe, is this going to be seen as greedy? Is God going to be mad at me because I'm focusing on prayers for my business and not for lost souls? And in my mind, it's like, why can't we pray for both? Like, (laughs) Why can't we pray for lost souls who are going to be blessed and impacted by our business? So I feel like it's critically important, but I feel like as as women and as Christians, we have a lot of guilt, right? I I feel guilty that I'm spending so much time on my business. I feel guilty that I'm spending so much energy praying for my business. And my thought is, I want God to be involved in all of my life. And so I want him to know what's on my mind. It's kind of like when our kids were young, we had always heard you need date nights and you need to not talk about the kids. Well, I was a stay-at-home mom and, and that was my life. So I'm like, if I don't talk about the kids, my husband's not going to know 90% of what's going on in my life yeah. and in my heart. And so I feel like it's the same now with my business. Like I'm I'm pouring, let's call it 70% of my 
you know, just kind of mental energy in a given day goes into my business. So if I were to separate, oh, but I can't talk to God about that because that's selfish. Well, that that keeps him out of 70% of who I am. Right. And it's not selfish. In fact, it's not about self-interest. It's about aligning yourself with what God wants for you. So really praying for your business means that you are being selfless with your business. It's not about me and my goals and my dreams. It's about aligning Mm -hmm. ourselves with Mm -hmm. what is it that God has in mind? for my business. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I think there is a wrong way to probably do it. And that would just be God, make me really, really rich and bring me all the clients and bring me all the sales. But, you know, as Christian women, business owners, I doubt that that's our, most of our (laughs) go-tos, right? And so most of the time it really is like, God, here's something I'm struggling with. I need wisdom. I need guidance in this area. Or, you know, I got my feelings hurt by this bad review. Can we sit and talk about it? You know, all of those things. (laughs) Yes. So tell me why it's important to pray for every aspect of your business. In, in what areas in particular for you do you find that you're always going back to God on this particular area? Yeah. Hmm. I just picture prayer as like, without it, what's the point, right? And so I feel like prayer is what makes a difference. And we've all been there in our businesses where you're just, you're on a hamster wheel and you're working super, super hard, but nothing's happening. And that can be such a frustrating and discouraging feeling. And in my opinion, prayer is truly what gets you off that hamster wheel, because without it, we really are just being busy for the sake of being busy, right? And then I also find prayer to be really, really useful when it comes to help me prioritize. So I've got 20 projects that I could be working on, and I've got 50 backburnered ideas that at some point I want to at least think about how do I know where to start? And so for me, prayer really helps me at the times when I feel just kind of mentally overwhelmed, like, okay, should I be doing this, 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 or that? Because they all feel really, really important. And I know for me, it's when I go to God in prayer that really everything gets untangled right? So it's like, here's all of my thoughts. Here's all of the things I could be doing. Let me pray about them. And in those times of prayer, usually it becomes clear what a smart next Mm. step is. So let's talk a little bit about that. How do we recognize when God is giving us an answer to that prayer, especially if we're praying for clarity or Lord, help me know what direction to go or where I should prioritize. Can you give us some ideas of what's been your experience? And also just biblically, how are we to discern when God has given us an answer? Yeah. And I think we need to be careful because I think that if we took it to an extreme, we would end up living almost superstitiously. So it would almost be like, Ooh, um, Becky, Becky asked me to get this draft for our sales page up, but God has told me that I need to write this email instead. (laughs) It's not quite that granular. I don't think it needs to go. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it needs to go to that extreme. Just like, you know, God didn't tell me to wear white socks today instead of gray socks today. So I think that for me, we take, I incorporate a lot into it Um, in terms of, I don't think that it's just a spiritual act deciding what makes sense. I think there's a common sense, right? If it's very, very clear that, oh, I made these two products and one of them is selling and 10xing my returns and one of them lost me money, I don't think that it's unwise, be like, okay, maybe this is God's way of nudging me towards (laughs) what, like, maybe it makes sense for me to focus more on this. However, I don't think that we just follow the numbers either. Um, I think that there's 
there's God prompting us. And I think that there's also our own intuition guiding us. And I think they work together, but I do see them as separate. And so let's say that I've made a product. It's selling really well. It makes logical sense for me to keep doing similar things to that. And let's even say that it feels aligned with what God has called me to. Maybe like I know one of my biggest callings I feel is to encourage women. So maybe I find, yes, this is encouraging and inspiring. But now let's also say that like every time I think about making another similar product, I just feel so heavy and so icky and so meh. To me, that's my intuition telling me I need to be doing something else, right? And so I feel like it's kind of a um, a three-legged step okay, stool, yeah. right? So we've got we've got where God is prompting us, and I think that that can be from you know Holy Spirit guidance. I think it could also just be like what's aligned with the calling God has given you. I think that there's some common sense to it, right? If you've got two things and one of them is selling a lot better than the other, that's a good indication that it makes sense to think more about that. But then I also feel like we've got to bring our own intuition in there too and and make sure that we're not forcing ourselves to keep on creating something that's going to eventually just sap our creative energy and leave us totally joyless. Well, in life. if you think about it, everything about us, including our intuition was created by God. And so in a, in a way it's, exactly. it's tuning into him. And it, I talk about this sometimes, mm-hmm. my husband and I often talk about this. My husband is career coaching and he will tell people just because you're good at it doesn't mean you're supposed to keep doing it. Right. Or so just mm-hmm. because it's generated certain exactly. results for you doesn't necessarily mean that that is the thing you're supposed to do forever, especially if you're having that sense of, oh, mm-hmm. but I really don't want to keep doing this or this isn't the yeah. right product for me or I don't want to keep serving this type of audience, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Then that's all the mm-hmm. more reason, I guess, to, to go to God in prayer and say, OK, well, I know I'm good at this, but are exactly. you calling me into something else? And like you said, sometimes he'll use circumstances mm-hmm. and, and you might have a launch that flops right. and maybe that is a word from God. It mm-hmm. could be a word from God that you're maybe not supposed <laughs> to do that or you're supposed to persevere and that's when it gets really muddy, right? And so, and, and you know, in my right. case, what I do yeah. then is I, I go to godly counselors. I go to godly friends who also have wisdom, like you were saying, wisdom, common sense in the area of business. And we'll hash mm-hmm. these things out together mm-hmm. because God also uses other people to speak into our lives as long as we know that they're a trustworthy voice and that they're also following the Lord. Mm -hmm. So talk Mm -hmm. to me though about when God's answer is no, (laughs) what do we do with that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So where I try to go and I say this kind of jokingly, but I, I truly do like, I, I sometimes will pray like God help me to be teachable so that I don't have to go through the pit to know (laughs) if I'm of course. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I, I really believe God is going to eventually get you to where he wants you to be. And you could be like Jonah and totally off course and have to like live in the belly of a whale for a few days. Or like I try to pray, God, help me to be teachable and humble and correctable enough that maybe like I can avoid going through yeah. that. <laughs> and so for me, it kind of is like, maybe I like, let's say that I'm in a season of pivoting my services in my business. And the Jonah way to do that would be to be so resistant and to keep on doing what I've been doing and have a massive flop, right? And have it so where like it literally cannot keep working and I must go through something like that. I would rather kind of 
be teachable and like start pivoting before I go through that now. But here's the other thing. I don't feel like a flop, let's call it. I don't feel like that's God punishing you either. Right. So I don't feel like, um, it's totally avoidable. And if you're in that season, when you're in the belly of the whale that you did something wrong. Right. But I do try to, I don't know. I think about the, the Psalm. It's like, don't be, um, don't be like the horse and the mule that have to be, you know, controlled by bit and bridle. Like, try to be teachable. Try to, like, if God's saying, hey, I want you to pivot from this to this, I want to hear that before I I have to go through, okay, this thing I was doing just completely broke. It's never going to yeah. work again. But, it, but of course, we're, we're never going to, I don't think God has promised us that every single launch is going to be right and everything is going to go according to our plans and I, I like I said I don't feel like bad launches or things that don't work out is is God sitting up there punishing no. us right so we need to be careful about that we need to be careful about separating the results because some some women they're like oh I thought God told me to wrote, write this book but then nobody bought it I must have heard wrong from God and he must be mad at me. I don't don't think that's it, but, but then we can be correctable. Okay. This, this obviously didn't turn out the way I expected. Like you said, does this mean I persevere through it or does this mean that I just correct course and, and change? And it does take some, it takes some discernment. Sometimes it can take some time to untangle all of that. I think praying through the disappointments can be really, really useful because otherwise you might be left feeling confused or discouraged or like God is, you know, punishing you or removed his blessing from you. So sometimes I think a great place to start is even just praying through, God, this didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. And then I think during that time of prayer, it can, you can get one step closer to discerning is this a time where you persevere through discouragement or is this God's grace showing you that it's time to, to change and pivot to yeah. something well, else? Let's talk a little bit about that praying through disappointments. Now in, in the product that we, uh, we are sharing through the inspire business, you have created this mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful series of videos on praying for your business. And one of the areas you focus on is on disappointments. So talk to me about why it's okay to pray through disappointments versus the the alternate option, which is there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. I'm fine. Because I, you know, I'm not supposed to be disappointed <laughs> yeah. because it's all God's will. So I'm going to be fine. So talk to us about that. And, and honesty before the Lord. That's a big topic, especially for women I think, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. Are, feel like we're supposed to have a, a happy face and we're just supposed to endure. And does that mean that we are never supposed to bring mm-hmm. our grievances to God? Uh, that's not true, right? Yeah. I know. Like you can read through the Psalms, like a big chunk of it is praying through hurts and disappointments and some pretty ugly emotions that a lot of us are are trained to run away from and not bring before the Lord. And I don't know. I think about it almost like a parent. If my child was really, really upset by something, it would really hurt me as a mom to feel like they couldn't bring yeah. that to me. Right. I would, you know, and and let's even say that they're upset about something that is maybe even selfish, right? They lost the spelling bee and they're really struggling, feeling jealous about the kid who won. 
I would hate for them to think, oh, mom would be mad at me for being selfish. So I can't tell her that this hurt my feelings, right? Like as a mom, we just, we want to hug them and comfort them, right? And so that's how I kind of feel about us bringing our disappointments before the Lord. And then on the practical side, I feel like when we don't do that, we're just, we're compounding a lot of disappointments, right? And so we're bringing one band launch into our next launch. And if we haven't dealt with that, it can taint and flavor what we do. Or we're bringing um, this type of discouragement or this type of stress from yesterday into our work today, and it can compound. So I almost think of it as almost like a a detox, a detox, yeah, right. Like, let's just get all the all the icky stuff out, so that I can start my next step with with a little bit more lightness, a little more clarity, and I'm not bringing in the stress or the discouragements from what happened mm-hmm. yesterday or last year into what I'm right doing because today. it can accumulate and it can start to fester and affect mm-hmm. the potential for your next project and your next step. Right. Yeah, that's a really great point. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to kind of circle back for a second to something that you had said about, um, you know, when when God says no, sometimes it is a correction, but sometimes it's also a protection. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering, can you think of a time when God said no to something that you wanted in your business and you later realized it was actually a protection? That he was resetting your yeah, course absolutely. to something that was the better option yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think about this, you know, because I do consider myself to be very artistic and creative. So I do a lot of following the muse and following where the art takes me. And I used to ask God, I'm like, God, I'm so creative and I'm so artistic. Like, why didn't you make me a painter? Like I could, you know, like I could, I could paint and I could write novels, right? <laughs> and and it became really, really clear. No, that was God's way of protecting my time, right? And having the same thing. Like I used to play violin very competitively. I loved it, but I use my wrist a lot when I type and I get some carpal tunnel and I, you know, use my wrist a lot if I were to play the violin and that would exacerbate it. And there was a moment where I kind of had to put my violin down and kind of prioritize. No, I really feel like God's leading me toward the writing more. Um, And so, yeah, a lot of times I feel like God isn't opening doors, all the doors that I would want, because he knows that I've got limited time and limited energy. And if I could do like one or two more things, at least partially well, I would feel, you know, pulled in too many different directions. Um, And then, you know, yeah, I've, I've had really terrible launches and I've had great launches. And what I try to do is I try to just always separate my feelings from those results. I learned this as a novelist, right? Like you've got to separate the reviews from your sense of who you are. Otherwise, like you're just going to be a a turtle and never come out of your shell because it hurts too much. And so I've learned to do the same thing with my product launches and just treat the whole thing with a lot of curiosity and be like, okay, well, that didn't work. And instead of beating myself up for trying something stupid, (laughs) right, I tell myself, okay, God must have something else in store for me. Um, I'm so glad that he didn't make this work out because I've also been in cases where I've shoehorned my way into the wrong Mm -hmm. door right? And and forced a door of opportunity open only to realize, no, this is not aligned with what I'm called to or what I enjoy doing. And so I would much rather have 
the little bit of just personal discomfort and disappointment and embarrassment that could come from a launch that yeah. flops, then like having something like, let's say I create a year long membership and I'm super excited and I launch and it's great. But then like by month two, I'm like, oh, now I'm stuck doing this. <laughs> I know you, you have know? a special like, opinion about me- uh, memberships for you personally. Yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I would much rather have it like not even get off the ground. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I've, I've learned to, to take, anything that looks like a a business failure as, as a blessing, right? Okay. This is, this is protecting me from something that would not have been the best for, for me, for my audience, for my time. And I think the hardest part is learning not to take that personally and not say, and therefore I'm a stupid person or Mm -hmm. therefore I'm a failure, (laughs) right? Or therefore God is mad at me and just being like, okay, what's next? And this idea of failure, Let's talk about this a little bit because I I suspect that in God's economy, results are not what matters as much as the process. So often what mm-hmm. we look to as it has to be a great result, it has to be a great launch, and I have to get a lot of sales, there is still a lot of value in what we learn through that process. So isn't it possible mm-hmm. that perhaps to God, the results weren't the ultimate objective, but rather what we learned through it? Because that's the, and that's the mm-hmm. Christian life, right? I mean, the the, the yep. ultimate reward mm-hmm. is at the very end, but we've got, we're going to have a lot of ups and downs in the middle. You know, it's the <laughs> yeah, whole sanctification yeah. process. It's almost like sanctification in your business. Sometimes the, you, the best yep. growth comes through the challenges and the so-called can, failures. And I think about it. Yeah, it's it's sort of like witnessing, yeah. right? Like if if I were to say that I would be a failure unless 100% of the people I witnessed to became Christians, like immediately after talking to me, well, that's not realistic. That's not real life. And that would probably keep me from, like if I felt like my witnessing and not having them accept Christ right then and there meant I was a failure, well, that would keep me from wanting so to witness. True at all. Right. And so I, I think about the farmer scattering his seeds, like the fact that not all of them take has nothing to do with anything, right? Like that's, that's how life works. We scatter seeds. And let's, let's compare that now to our business ideas, right? We throw out some ideas, we put some spaghetti on the wall. The fact that some of them don't work, like that's how it's supposed to be because otherwise, like if, if every single thing that we did, like took off, then we'd be stuck doing one thing for our entire lives. And for most people, that wouldn't be very yeah, so that actually brings to mind scripture where Paul says, you know, um, one of us watered, one of us planted, but God was the one who was in charge mm-hmm. of the results. And I think of that, we right. are, we're planting the seeds, we're watering the seeds, we're tending, we're making sure that our, our businesses get the sunlight they need. But at the end of the day, the right. crop is up to God. So do we trust him with mm-hmm. the results that he's giving us, Right. And that's where prayer right. is so mm-hmm. important too, I think, is being in tune with God on a regular basis means that we are aligning our desires for my business with his desires for our business, right? Delight yourself in the Lord and he mm-hmm. will give you, your, give you the desires of your heart. One of my favorite verses, which means the closer we are to him, the more that we're going to be in tune to what he wants for us. And so as we are talking about what have you been called yeah. to and making sure that you're doing what's aligned with your calling, how do you know what your calling is in the first place unless you're in regular communication? with the one who has called you. So, right. Well, and, exactly. and one last thing before we wrap up here, there's so much more we could talk about, 
But I do want to touch on the idea of praying for your finances because we just talked about results may or may not Mm -hmm. be more sales. But at the end of the day, if you are a business, the objective is to keep yourself afloat financially, right? Otherwise, it's a hobby. Mm -hmm. So how does prayer play into the, the aspect of finances in our businesses? And how do we struggle with that? So can you give us a little advice on how to overcome that? Yeah, I know. So the struggle is God doesn't care about money. God thinks money is horrible and dirty. God knows that money's going to make me greedy and selfish, so he doesn't want to give me any. (laughs) Right? Like that's, that's the feeling that a lot of us come into it with, even if it's a subconscious feeling. And I do feel like there are extremes that we do need to be careful to avoid. Extremes of... Oh, well, if I just claim that my business is going to be prosperous and I'm going to clear, you know, a million dollars next year, or, uh, if I, if I claim that I want to be, you know, in a million dollar vacation home, you know, like, like there, there's, there's extremes that are on, on both sides. The other extreme is God won't love me unless I'm poor and suffering, or I will, I'm a greedy person unless I am making the bare minimum, or I'm a bad wife if I'm earning more than my husband, because that's going to make me less submissive to him. Like, so there's extremes on both sides. And the way I see it is, um, like God knows what I need right? That's so clear in scripture. God knows what I need. God wants me to be in my business. So like, I'm going to assume that if anybody listening is at this point, like that you do feel like God has called you to a business, right? Like if you're sitting here listening to Becky and me, if that's the case, like he's going to also recognize that you have tangible needs right? That, that just kind of have to happen, right? Just like similar to like, let's say I'm raising support to be on the mission field. God knows that I need money for that plane ticket. Okay. That sounds spiritual and holy, but to say, well, God has called me to be a businesswoman. So he knows that I need to buy a computer that feels, Ooh, that feels a little bit like, wait, are you, are you sure? Um, so the way I see it is let's come to God exactly where we are. And maybe we are erring on one side or the other. Maybe we are being a little bit too greedy and um, in it for partially selfish reasons, or maybe we're not being um, bold enough and asking for what we need. Like, let's just come to God wherever we're at. And let's just assume that the more we pray and the more time we spend with God, the closer we'll get in alignment to where he wants us to be thinking about our finances, right? So it's almost like we take a step and then God's the voice behind us saying, okay, like a little bit this way, like the GPS, right? Like (laughs) I have a friend, she loves to say like, your GPS won't direct you until you start moving, right? And so let's just, let's take a step in praying for our finances, knowing that, yeah, maybe, maybe we're airing some on this side or maybe we're airing some on that side. But then let's just assume that as we keep on praying, that God's going to bring us more and more lines to that kind of center road that he has for us, where we are willing to ask for the things that we need. We're even willing to bring to heart the things that we want. And we are also, um, wanting to be generous, wanting to be trusting, knowing that it's not only about making money. Um, the way I think about it too, is there's a lot of women who are scared that money is going to make them more shallow or 
things like that. And and the way I heard it said is like the person you are today is the same person you'll be if you're making 10 times more money than you are now. You'll just have, it's an amplifier, right? So if you're generous today and you're making a very modest income, you're going to be even more generous if your income were to triple. And so, you know, that's one of my big incentives. But again, we need to be careful because some people flip it. They say, okay, well, I'm going to be more generous so that God will make me richer, right? (laughs) Right. Like it should be the opposite. Like I want God to make me richer so that I can be more generous. So there's lots involved in there. There's lots of baggage that we've all picked up from our churches, from our cultures, from our communities, from our families. Um, One of my favorite quotes about money comes from my grandma. She says, money isn't everything. But it sure can help sometimes, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I just love that because like, there's no baggage there. Like she's in her mid nineties and she recognizes, nope, money's not the only thing that's important in the world, but having money can certainly help in certain yes. areas. Right. And so I, I love just thinking about that. Like, it doesn't have to be this big, horrible, um, yucky thing. Like I can't earn money. I can't make money. I can't have money. I can't want money because then I'm going to be terrible and selfish, but it also doesn't have to be like the only thing we strive right. for, right? Because that would be, then then it would be, um, then, yeah, then we have erred in walking that path that God yeah. has for yeah. us. Thank you for that perspective, <laughs> your grandma. <laughs> wisdom. That's great wisdom. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I'm like, yep, that, yep. Leave it to, to the 90 yep. something grandma to, to know how it all works. <laughs> well, can we wrap up, but would you tell us, is there do you have a favorite prayer when praying for your business? What would be your favorite or go-to prayer that you call out to the Lord, you know, on a regular basis or uh, mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to your business? Is there anything in particular that's sort of your go-to? Yeah, I try to infuse it with a lot of gratitude. I try to make sure that there's not any area in my business that has not been prayed over with a sense of gratitude. So I try to, I think about the people, right? Like, so the people I've learned from, the people I work with, the clients I serve, I try to always be thankful for them. I try to, like, I'll even thank God for the software I use. Like, I'll just do a big old brain dump. Like, here's all the pieces of tech that I use in my business. (laughs) And to thank God for those. I think it's just, it really helps me remember that every single thing is a gift from God, but also helps me during the discouraging times, right? So I think about myself like 15 years ago where I just dreamed of being an author. I dreamed of having books out or, you know, even my very first book, like my very first check from Amazon. And it was still a check because it was like (laughs) that long ago. It was for like $11. And I was so excited. And So I try to think about, like, maybe I'm struggling with, oh, man, I've got these 40 novels and I want to update the description on all of them. What a lot of work. (laughs) I try to remind myself, like, me 15 years ago would have done a lot of extreme things (laughs) to have that problem, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And so it also helps me to remain thankful, even when, yeah, it's not all picture perfect, right? It's almost like... um, 
you know, you've been married for 20 years and you're like, this one thing really bugs me. But then you think about how you were like when you were so excited to get married and like, okay, this is this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I love infusing gratitude into the things that I do. And some of that, and, and some women might feel weird about this. Some of that is actually expressing gratitude to myself, right? It's, um, you know, in the videos of our praying for your business, we talk about like boss yeah. you having conversations with employee you. That. And I think it is very important for boss you to express gratitude for all the things that employee you <laughs> is doing. And so sometimes it really is. It's showing appreciation even to yourself or, or maybe um, today me is thanking last week me for getting this one thing done. <laughs> I do know? love that, especially for us solopreneurs who maybe we have a small team, maybe we don't, but we are in charge mm-hmm. of the business. And and mm-hmm. I absolutely love that in our Praying for Your Business videos when you shared that and I first heard it, I thought that is brilliant. How is how is boss me going to acknowledge and appreciate employee me? Because mm-hmm. without the person mm-hmm. who did all the legwork, there is no business to be boss over. And when it's just me, then we do need to give Mm -hmm. ourselves, cut ourselves a little slack and show ourselves appreciation. And I will tell you, and now for for those of you who are going through the praying for your business, uh, planning retreat, this is a little spoiler, but I love, love your tip that we should get ourselves an employee appreciation gift. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know. Well, you know, I do like to think about that because, like I said, I, one of my biggest motivating factors in wanting to earn more money is wanting to live a life of more extreme generosity. And I think that you do also need to be generous to yourself and generous to your business, right? And we can do that with reason and with limits. And we can, you know, definitely make sure that we are still remaining very other focused. But for example, like if I'm willing to write a thousand dollar check to this charity, just a need came up, I want to write this check. That's a great feeling. That is so wonderful. That's like I said, part of what inspires me to want to keep earning in my business. If I'm not willing to then go and buy myself that $30 journal, that's going to make me feel inspired, like, why can't we have both, right? Why can't I be extremely generous to charities and also bless my business with some things that are really going to help it out, right? Like, I think we've all been in shoestring businesses. And I think there's a really, you know, kind of like, I look back at my husband and I, like when we were very much like a shoestring family of five on a single pastor income, like, yep, it was hard. Yep. I'm glad we're not there anymore, but there's something kind of delightful about it too, right. And honoring where you came from. But once you get to the point where you don't need to be living off the shoestring budget for your business, why not get, you know, like I I heard someone say like, I love to spoil my business. And that really helped me. That really helped me to realize that I'm not being selfish, right? Like, so let's just call it, oh, there's a beautiful graphic packet and it's a little more than I might typically want to spend. And so some people do feel guilty about that, but again, sure. Spoil your business, give your audience members something beautiful 
to step into. There's a way to do it graciously, right? Like, I think we can all appreciate this in terms of um, home decorating, not a home decorator, but I can appreciate the difference between when I step into someone's house and I know that everything that they've done the way they've done is for show Mm -hmm. and pretense versus I can step into someone's house and know, and maybe they have the exact same budget, but I know that they've done it to create a warm and and hospitable and welcoming feeling, right? That's what we can do with our business as well. And that's like, I remember, and I, I hate sharing this story because it makes me feel so silly, but I think a lot of people um, in your audience might be able to resonate. I was at a college. I was working at a Christian ministry. We worked at a home for teen girls. And like once a month, we would drive from Vermont to New Hampshire and we would go to Walmart. (laughs) And like, that was where, like, that was our big old outing. (laughs) And I saw this like cute, let's call it maybe $10 journal, you know? And I was like, I really like that journal. I should get it. But then I told myself, but I'm on a mission, you know, it's basically a missionary salary. I don't want to be greedy. Here's this 10 cent spiral bound notebook. Couldn't I write my prayers to God just as well in a 10 cent spiral bound notebook? And like that can tell you about how long ago it was versus this $10, you know, nicer journal. And I really struggled. I like, I had to pray like, God, is it okay for me to get this like nice journal. And I don't even remember if I bought it or not. If I had to guess, I think what I did is I didn't get it that time. I went home and prayed about it really, really hard. And then the next time I went and got it and felt kind of guilty about it. <laughs> I relate to that. Yep. But, but here's what, here's what I would tell me back then. If buying the $10 journal inspires you to spend more time in it and inspires you to spend more time with the Lord in prayer and you've got the $10, then go for it, right? Um, and so I think it's the same with our business. Sometimes we spend money on things that help us to treat our business even more professionally. And therefore, we become better business yeah. owners, right? So uh, yeah, I would say that's that's a good takeaway. Because yeah, like I, I feel so silly that I had that hang up. But I also, again, Relatable. I can appreciate like, it's kind of cute. Like, <laughs> poor darling little Alana didn't want to spend $10 on a journal, you know? <laughs> and and now, now what I asked myself, because at that point it was, well, this is $10 that I could send to a missionary or yeah. something. Like it really was that. And so now it's like, well, who's to say that I can't, send $10 to the missionary, spend $10 on the journal. And by having this journal that inspires me, maybe in this journal, I'm going to dream up a $10,000 idea, Uh right? And then I'm going to have even more money to be even more charitable and to buy myself an even nicer (laughs) journal next time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so kind of embracing, it doesn't have to be either or, and, and it can be both, right? I can want to spoil my business and I can be really generous to others. Or I can pray about my business and and want to see success in monetary metrics. And I can also be very passionate about impacting the lives of the people I get yes, to work with. Right? Absolutely. Like, and who's to say it's gotta be right, one or the other? And it comes back around to it's it's both and. And when you were saying, for example, the $10 journal, right? You're honoring who God created you to be, which is a very creative person. Your, your brain mm-hmm. works. Um, it, you, you are receiving what God gives you in terms of inspiration. 
it, mm-hmm. through beauty and through art. And that's part of how he created yeah. you. And you have a better output in the $10 journal. And so that's in a way, it sounds it's kind true. of backwards. I don't mean this to sound, um, I, I don't mean to be um, sacrilegious here, but that your investment uh-huh. in that $10 journal was an investment in your ability to be fully who he designed you to be. It absolutely was. And, and that is just as valuable, I think, as because of who you are and what you were creating was meant to serve people. It it is equally as important to give that $10 to a missionary or to give it to your business that is going to serve people in another capacity. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yes. Yep. And why can't, yeah, let's 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 just do both. Let's do both. (laughs) (laughs) You only only have $10. We'll do five and five. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) You work within your budget. But at the same time, if you have the budget, if God has blessed you with the budget, uh, it's wise to invest your finances in your business if that is what enables Mm -hmm. you to keep growing the business. So, yeah, business principles do not need to be separate from biblical principles. The two work hand in hand. So, well, I just Mm -hmm. so appreciate this conversation and I'm very excited about the Praying for Your Business retreat. And is there anything you'd like to leave us with before we close today? Yeah, I I wanted to ask you. You you had said that you liked the um the retreat when you went through yes. it. Which which video stood out to you? What was your oh, big aha? Oh my goodness, there were so many. But I I think I have to think back to the one that brought me to tears was the idea uh-huh. of praying through. I think it was praying through disappointments and realizing that uh-huh. these were yeah. they. If I do not let them go, if I put on the happy face and I think, well, God is trying to teach me something and I'm just going to put up a stiff upper lip and mm-hmm. I'm just going to learn. And I'm that right. I, to realize that not relinquishing those emotions to God who created me to be an emotional being wants to receive that there mm-hmm. in scripture. One of my favorite yeah. verses is he desires truth in the inmost parts. He wants me to be truthful. Yeah. He wants me to release it. And if I don't, the idea that that can become a toxin to my business and to my ideas and my, yeah. uh, my output down the road was so relieving to me. Uh, so I just appreciated that encouragement so much, but I did, I, I went through every video start to finish. Uh, my part of the project was to create the workbook that accompanies the videos. Mm-hmm. And it was such a blessing for me to go through all of those videos and, and you are so authentic in the way you deliver your message. It just, it's off the cuff for you. It's part of who you are. That's what I love about your teaching and your encouragement. And for me, it, there was such a big, um, release in, in realizing something I should have known. Right. But which is God wants me to give it all to him, the good and the bad. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to have disappointments in business and they're part of the process. And those disappointments can draw me closer to him. That's what was key for me. Amen. So thank you for that. I love Thank you for all of your wisdom. And so for all of you who are going to go through praying for your business, it is a gem and we encourage you to go through it, not just annually, consider going through it quarterly, going through it on a regular basis mm-hmm. so that you're always cleansing your business, drawing yes. the Lord into your business and asking him to guide your business according to his desires for you. And the praying for your business retreat is absolutely poised to make that a possibility and a joy through the whole process. So thank you again, Alana. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for joining me and Becky for our discussion. You can hear more from Becky 
on the Inspired Business Podcast. She was also on our most recent episode before this, where we announced her addition to the Praying Christian Women Leadership Team. And if you are interested in the resource that we put together on praying for your business, or you know someone who might be, that link is in the show notes, or you can go to theinspiredbusiness.co slash pray. So thank you for joining us today for the Praying Christian Women podcast, and we will see you next time.